Tyler here, tylerbloyer.com. Just doing a video today, um, coming out of a hiatus of content creation after, I don't know, a year or so of kind of disappearing off of my sites that I was managing, hosting, uh, providing content updates uh, with my activism work and different things that I had been up to uh, in regards to kind of the freedom slash truth movements. Um, if you could catch a little eye roll there from me, it's because, uh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, movements uh, and how all that went and, and what came out of all that um, and how things are still going. But uh, basically what I've been up to is, is my family has been growing. Obviously, uh, having more children will tend to consume more time and resources from you, which is totally fine. I'm okay with that because um, it's been beautiful watching my young family grow and get started into a whole new um, path for all of us and, and we're really excited and happy about that. And I personally uh, am just so thankful for the things that have uh, happened for me over the, over the past three or four years um, with the growth of my family and the development there and uh, the development of my career as well as uh, just just life in general as everyone knows it's it, it's quite chaotic at times um, it can get a little bit uh, crazy and things can happen that you didn't plan for and you have to kind of step back and and create a new plan of attack sometimes and and basically that's what I've been up to is just you know strengthening my own health and, and my family and, and our plans and our uh, our way forward as we move through life so uh, I also have been building my website back up as you'll uh, see I'll be promoting or sharing my content on tylerbloyer.com that's different from websites I've had in the past and also you know it doesn't really matter what kind of social networks I'm on and we'll kind of discuss that a little bit later but really just tylerbloyer.com is what I've been not not necessarily that I've been spending the whole year building that up, but just repositioning my thoughts and ideas and my content and trying to find a new outlet for things and uh, build that up. So that's what I've been up to. And if you go back there, you'll see you know my Within the Stones podcast, and you'll see also some interviews I was doing on on what was called the Liberty Lifestyle podcast. I really enjoyed the work there and I, I had um, a good learning experience and, and was able to interview some awesome people and it's not that you know I have issues with any of the individuals personally that that I had brought on the show or anything like that but that is kind of you know again why I've also not been so active online is because you know as you kind of come out of or as I kind of came out of uh, the beliefs of statism or you know the religion the religion of government and kind of the indoctrination and the presuppositions and the ideas that come along with with this worldview you you and myself and I think others included would seek out different ways of doing things obviously in better ways maybe after a period of nihilism or a period of kind of destruction and deconstruction of the old worldviews and belief systems, uh, we all tend to then seek out and replace uh, those presuppositions and worldviews with 
the, the correct ones or what we could perceive to be as more correct at that time. And for a lot of people, I think that, that ends up being libertarianism, voluntarism, anarchism. Maybe not everybody. A lot of people, it's, you know, Scientology atheism, and that's what they end up pursuing after their, you know, Republican or Democrat or just overall statist kind of belief system if you become more of into the minarchist camp or libertarian type ideas uh, is, is what you'll fall into and that was true for me and not necessarily that I was a full-blown political libertarian political anarchist but you know the ideas of self-ownership and the non-aggression principle and you know even unschooling or kind of taking back the power and doing more homeschooling uh, these different ideas, even to the point of, well, does the non-aggression principle extend out to animals and experimenting there uh, with that philosophical viewpoint as well as lifestyle. And, you know, it's not that they're all 100% wrong, that these movements, what and what I'm building up to here is that there are issues within these movements, but it's not that 100% of the movement is false or that everything, all the information within that movement is is incorrect but what you'll find is major contradictions and major issues that it doesn't seem like the people within the movements themselves are willing to pick up on or willing to challenge and kind of uh, address that there's an issue that needs to be what you find more is that there more groupthink starts to happen you have uh, a lack of critical thinking of the philosophical starting points or um, you know, extrapolating those out into the larger debates about what the plan should be moving forward, whether it comes to economically or with education, um, or how to how to organize a community or how to how to build a society. If let's say for if we say let's taxation is theft and uh, you know free market economics, well, what you'll find is that there'll be major contradictions that come along later with these claims with these grand narrative claims. And again, I, uh, what I really would like to do is not have someone just immediately say, well, he's a statist. Look at the arguments that he's making. Tyler has gone completely statist. See, that's just part of the dialectic, and that's another issue with these movements, is that they're just dialectical oppositions to the state. And so your life and all your things are defined by the state, which is fictitious, right, as far as the libertarians claim or the anarchists claim that it's not real and that it's not a real claim the state and that it's just criminality and slavery well then why is your position if it's just fake in, in the dialectical opposition to that position and always everything that you say and do is always in, a, in opposition to the state which you've just also deconstructed as not being real and something that's only a criminal organization but yet you know and, and I'm not saying like that's the end all be all of my argument right there that I just made um, I'm just saying that there are contradictions and things, and to the point where it's like, why the label? Why not uh, be an individual? Why not have your philosophy and try to keep grinding it out and making it uh, consistent and so that there aren't logical fallacies within your arguments and your worldview? Because, you know, you get into the voluntarism crowd, for example, and the voluntarist will claim that all human interaction should be voluntary, which I can get on board with and I can agree with that. But then the voluntarist and the, the you know vast overwhelming majority of voluntarists that I see out there 
also claim that the relationship with the state that they have is involuntary. But there are a number of things that they'll be doing that are completely uh, keeping that alive, the, keeping the relationship they have with the state alive through the contracts or through the different social security numbers or birth certificates or tax IDs or different things that they're using that are the voluntary relationships that they're maintaining and upholding and keeping with the state. So the voluntarist, you know, claims that their relationship with the state is involuntary, but most of the actions that they take every day are, you know, maintaining the relationship they have with the state, which is completely voluntary. So it's not involuntary, the relationship that, and this is a victimhood mentality, you know you do have the power to end that relationship and what it comes down to is that we're too ignorant myself included we are too ignorant and we are not brave enough to do what's necessary to end the relationship with the state there's always this well it's under duress and they're they're gonna come and, and do harm to me if I take those actions well that's still voluntary for you to take actions that would end the relationship that you have with this criminal cartel organization known as the state you know, you can voluntarily choose not to have that relationship anymore, or I could do things that would, you know, s s I could go, s uh, you know, take my citizenship off the books in the United States, right? And I could stop paying my taxes, I could be an agorist, and I could perform counter-economics, and I could get involved in cryptocurrency to the point where, uh, you know, all my wealth is completely obfuscated and no one could ever get to it to tax it. There's a lot of things that I could do that I don't see the voluntarists doing. I think they'd be busy doing those things rather than getting involved in movements and mainly voluntarists online or what I like to call the voluntary slaves. I mean, they're just enjoying their voluntary servitude, you know. They, they need to go read some Etienne de la Boite on, on uh, the voluntary servitude, right? That's what it is. That's what voluntarism is in the modern form, in the movement form. Not, not, not necessarily in the individual form or someone who's really living these, these ideals out, um, but even the ideals themselves, some of the principles, quote-unquote, uh, have issues. And um, So again, I'm not willing to ignore certain huge glaring issues within, within these different movements. I've provided a couple examples I'm sure people could find issues with those arguments and debate against me. There'd probably be some name-calling. I've already been kicked off some discussion groups online for bringing these points up, um, being told that I was just a statist and that my my top-down authoritarian viewpoints wouldn't wouldn't fly, and that's not at all what I'm saying. Or again, if you're in a cult, you're not willing to challenge your presuppositions. So. When you're sitting in a group online and everyone's agreeing with everybody else and no one's challenging each other and no one's willing to challenge the the presuppositions, the starting points, the logical fallacies, you know, that's when you know you're in the wrong place. <laughs> that's when you found the wrong place to be and uh, you're probably the one doing that too. And uh, your first reaction to somebody that comes along and shakes that up a little bit will be ad hominem attacks. Uh, you know, straw man fallacies, uh, gaslighting this person, and 
you know, then slander and, and kicking them off the group, and that's exactly what happened to me <laughs> multiple times uh, for, for challenging these types of groups with, with their belief systems that end up being, you know, largely just dead ends that don't lead to more freedom, don't lead to more prosperity, don't lead to ending the state, don't lead to more, you know, the, what's happened, you know, look around at the movement, the result of all the movements, you know, you could definitely point out some positive things, but really, you know, Big Brother, the totalitarian state, the global government, you know, is in full swing, and they're not, you know, <laughs> afraid of the anarcho-poco people down in Mexico, you know, they're not challenging them because they're not, you know, in, in, in on any kind of standing that's going to actually do anything to, to end the powers that shouldn't be. Um, you know, it's not just about economics. It's not just about Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies that are going to fix all of our problems. You know, there's a lot more to it than that that comes from a, a spiritual understanding as well as, you know, a lot more of people's behavior and um, psychological issues that are occurring within the human species and the average, within the average person that are not being addressed and Bitcoin doesn't address those issues and you have to get to the causal factors of the reasons for why things are the way they are not just band-aiding things with the economic shifts here and there into decentralized you don't get decentralized economics when you're a slave in a world of slaves, in a world that's completely economically enslaved. And I'm not exaggerating, I mean the IMF, the World Bank, the Bank of International Settlements, they make the Federal Reserve look like a Candyland game, you know, that was played a hundred years ago. It's evolved beyond that. They've already done it. It's over. They have the gold the silver prices, uh, you know, manipulated, the stock market's under control, the quantitative easing, out of control, uh, you know, mask that's just, you know, masking this whole problem of uh, what's going on. And cryptocurrencies are based on the dollar. It's not that I'm against them. Again, you know, I can have issues with a movement and I can have issues with the arguments in a movement. I myself love cryptocurrencies. I myself am involved with cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology. I think it's the future. I think that the, to fix the problems that a lot of the people pushing this stuff, especially in the anarcho-capitalist communities, want to fix, it's going to take a lot more than what, you know, some of these people think. Even though they'll, they may become quite wealthy, you know, and it might be quite a wild ride. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong, you know, I'm not, I'm not perfect either. But I think that to take our eye off the ball of the bigger picture and the root causal factors, which we can get into later in later work of mine, or, uh, you know, not too distant future work, because that's what I'd like to start focusing on. Um, anyways, so, I would like to request a debate a voluntarist. If anybody would like to come on my show, I can come on your show. We can have a formalized debate about some of these things. I've already kind of presented some of my position. As, as well as I will be doing over, uh, you know, some future work that's coming out. So, if anybody would like to have a formalized debate or discussion or a friendly conversation about this stuff, let me know. Or maybe you've seen some of the same issues I've seen. You know, my website has a place to comment on the post if you'd like to leave some feedback about that.
So the next thing I'd like to get into here today is my brain model, which is a useful tool that I'd like to kind of present here because I'll be having this brought out more in the future on live shows or live interviews um, or just provided as a research tool for others who'd like to kind of follow the breadcrumb trail that I've laid out. That'll be at tylerbloyer.com brain and you can access this now. There's not like an official place on the site where it's linked and there's a button but eventually as it becomes more refined and as I get more uh, links uh, that make more sense for the content that I'm pre presenting, you know, the brain will have an official nice little place in the website. And let me get some water here. So this brain I got, you know, from other researchers, Richard Andrew Grove, uh, Jan Urban from Logos Media, used to be Gnostic Media. I didn't get it from them. I, I discovered the brain software like they did and I've built my own personal brain from scratch. Um, they also use the software. It can be used for any number of things. I've used it for kind of alternative, my own personal research, um, like note-taking place where I create links uh, through the research that I'm doing and then I document them there so that I have something, you know, kind of cemented, permanent that I can go back to and, and access um, from anywhere really. It's, it's really nice and so for me it's another tool to just use for memory and, and uh, you know recognizing what I'm looking at and going back over it and it's another tool among other tools including content creation that I use to solidify this stuff in my own head so that I can you know become a better researcher become a better archivist which is another thing I've also been doing is I, I have quite an in-depth archive working on my own personal computer where I download what I feel to be important content, important books, um, even in important whole libraries of people's content that I feel are really important um, to, you know, make permanent in my own little personal archive that I can carry through time that I can pass down. Um, just in case, you know, whatever happens, happens. I still have got my own little arc of information, you know. And there's other researchers out there that offer you know large vast amounts of information and I'm not saying that that's something you shouldn't look at but I, I'm building up my own personal archive I already have a vast amount of information that if the internet were to go down or if any of these people were to get completely you know unperson deplatformed I would have a backup of their information and that, that's already happened with people like uh, you know Michael Black has had some issues with his YouTube channel it's really the only place where he was putting his content I've got almost, I would say like 99% of the videos that he had posted there on my own personal archive, which I've also shared on my page End Slavery on Facebook, on the Fed book. <laughs> on the Fed books, I have a meme page, or it's a, it's kind of an activism page called End Slavery, E-N-D Slavery, and you can go and like that, whatever. It's, to me, Facebook could go away and I wouldn't even care. I mean, they're so ridiculous. Uh, with the stuff they've been up to and since really they began that I'm done with Facebook I really could care less if it you know just disappeared or if I never go back to it but I do have a page you know people tag me in things and I you know get a little bit here and there going on on Facebook but I've been over on like minds.com um, tried out Gab a little bit I'm on Steemit and again just my own website is where 
I'll be putting stuff more in the future as I get uh, back into publishing things more. So, the brain model. Check it out. Use it. Let me know what you think. Next, uh, I'm just really excited about interplanetary file systems. I'm a big tech nerd. Um, partially the way that I earn my, my income, my Federal Reserve notes, to, to, to live my life and do the things that I like to do, including this, is, is um, I'm involved with technology. I'll just leave it there. And in IT, I'm an IT tech nerd. And so IPFS and things like that get me excited. And it's a decentralized uh, file addressing, content addressing system. Um, it's a file system that's distributed peer-to-peer that's decentralized that so if I host you know let's say like a video I can put it out on IPFS and that will then become distributed across a peer-to-peer -peer network of people who pin these files and make them available all the time so that it can't be censored with just DNS it can't just be taken down with WordPress somebody can't just come in and take your site down people will maintain copies of your files for you as long as it's popular content it will be quickly available that's a summary of it. I mean, I'm not like a developer for IPFS. I don't have uh, every detail of the white paper memorized or something like that. But I'm going to be putting my content basically on IPFS and, you know, creating my own little network of nodes to start playing around with it more to understand this protocol better because I really do think, you know, it's going to be one of the best tools in the battle for censorship online and keeping content available. It's not that I have anything radically groundbreaking that, you know, Julian Assange WikiLeaks type material to be releasing on my website, but I will, you know, be able to understand this technology. I will be able to make my content available in this way and also help others. This is the most important part for me is help others who are out there, you know, more on the front line to be able to say, oh no, bro, like I got your back, let's just get this figured out, we'll go in here and set all this up to make sure that your site is always available. Because I really think that's where the battle is at this point, it's not about privacy, although I'm really big on privacy and I'm super concerned about these matters and willing to do what it takes to protect myself online. Uh, really the battle is in keeping information available so that there isn't a way to censor information that needs to be out there. That's the issue. Of course, there's all the nefarious things that will occur with these networks, and there's the malicious things that can occur with anything that uh, we make uh, technologically, tool-wise. They can always be used by bad actors. But the point is, is for that, for the good people, for the for the white hats, <laughs> for people like myself. No, I'm just kidding. Well, not really kidding, but. You know, we want to be able to make the content available at all times so that it's always available online and it cannot be taken down. And unless you were to EMP the whole planet and take down all the electricity, and, you know, even then, that's kind of the idea of the interplanetary file system is to, you know, eventually have this be redundant across planets so that uh, the arrays would always be up, the, the nodes on the networks would always be sharing the content, you know. Maybe I can get involved in, in the project in that way. <laughs> um, anyway, so really just tylerblair.com slash subscribe if you want to follow my work is all you would really need to do. To drop in your email and then I'll send you emails when I put out my, my posts. And it, like, again, it wouldn't matter if then I'm on BitChute or DTube or Minds or Steemit or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. 
central emails seems to be the most, you know, the easiest way to maintain over time and keeping things consistent. So, um, future things I'll be working on are breaking down these these movements, the voluntarists, the anarchists, the libertarian movements. The issues I've seen with these things, um, group think, how to resolve these issues. And, you know, I kind of jokingly brought up my, my Facebook page into slavery, but really, you know, that's the overall goal. And we're not, we're not talking about physical uh, chains and whips, slavery, um, and I'm not meaning to be offensive to any of that. What it's, it's about unslaving your mind. It's about become, ending slavery within your own mind. All the tyrannical subsystems, all the, all the programs running that have not been put there by you. Um, all the things that are going on that we are manifesting uh, ourselves on this planet that could be resolved and make humanity much more prosperous, much more free and healthy and just overall uh, thriving, you know, on this planet. And so it's not meant to to be even like an, an anarcho-capitalist libertarian, uh, you know, battle cry of ending the slavery of the state. It, it's more than that. It's, it's a whole um, mental attitude towards the world and breaking down the viruses and removing them and cleaning the mind psychological cleansing, uh, becoming free, you know, truly free, and, and that's the only way to really fix uh, all the problems that, that all these different uh, people in the movements are trying to address, in my opinion. And I, I don't feel like I'm way off there, you know, I feel like I'm a lot closer to the target than, than previously. Although I'm still on the journey, right? And we can't camp. Another issue with these, with the movements and the libertarian truth freedom movements, quote unquote, all this crap, is that they are camping. They're, they've stopped. They think they found the end of the journey, and they really haven't even started. You know, and they haven't started started to understand the more causal factors, the more natural law. Um, causal issues that um, are really manifesting the conditions around us that these people would like to address and they're very surface level hitting th hitting the target and they're, they're not going in depth enough and so we're, we're definitely going to break that down as we move forward uh, I may have some people on the show we may do some live streaming and depending on which app we land on, if that's DLive or something like that, something that can support it. Uh, for now, YouTube is, you know, going to be a place where videos are uploaded until we can kind of transition away. But I appreciate you for watching this. I, I know it was a little bit all over the place. Um, we'll be putting out more, you know, topic-specific oriented content in the future. If you'd like me to have, uh, if you'd like me to come on your show and, and talk about any of this, these things, Feel free to reach out, Tyler at TylerBloyer.com with any questions, comments, um, or anything you'd like to know. 
about me or what we got going on over here. And that'll be it for today, folks. Again, I appreciate you watching. Thanks for spending the time with me. And have a good one.